everybody, and welcome to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. Well, like I said in the previous episode, I had mentioned that this episode was and is to this day the only episode that made me mad and offended at the same time. I have not seen this episode since it first aired. It is Crack Baby Athletic Association. Why was I mad? Why was I offended? Well, I'll tell you. Because in my teaching profession, I have worked with kids who were crack babies. And even though, you know, they they would grow up to be, you know, big kids, you know, it's still, when I watch it, it, it still kind of offended me. It made me very upset. So, that was 2011. This is 2022. Does the episode still make me mad and make me offended at the same time? We're going to find out in this review with this week's episode, Crack Baby Athletic Association. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on May 25th, 2011. Our episode begins with Stan and Kyle watching a Terrence and Phillip cartoon. When all of a sudden, we see a commercial for Crack Babies. And Sarah McLaughlin is singing. Because at the time, and it's still going to this day, these commercials would air mainly on cable. I never really saw it on network, but it was more on cable. Either it'd be pets or starving people in third world countries and they would play these sad songs. And it, you know, it was, it just would get you right in the feelings. It would get you right in the feelings. And you know, it just would make you feel sad, but also be like, no, why are you showing me this? So Sarah McLaughlin is talking about helping crack babies and how you can go volunteer at hospitals to make them better. So Kyle caves in and goes to volunteer at the hospital. So he sees that there is an entire ward basically for crack babies. And he wants to volunteer his time to at least make the babies feel better. However, there's one other kid who is volunteering and his shift is about to end. And if you didn't guess by now, it is Cartman who is the other kid. So Cartman is dressed up in business clothing. And... It's very weird because, you know, Cartman's not like this. Hair slicked back, suspenders, he's dressed up. 
I guess he's dressed to the nines in this case. So Cartman leaves, and Kyle's a little curious about this. Because he sees outside, Cartman gives a video to Craig. So Kyle starts following them. Cartman and Craig meet up with Clyde. And then they go into this building on Main Street. And Kyle decides to follow them. So here's Butters, who's the final member of this team. And he's working on the internet. And Kyle kind of catches them. And he basically catches Cartman because he knows he's not really volunteering. So what is Cartman doing? Well... He is filming crack babies playing basketball. But the basketballs are filled with crack in them. And they show the videos on the internet. And it has been a big hit for them. They have made over $1,000 in 11 days. So... Cartman takes Kyle out to dinner at Denny's while we have Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas playing. Now, Black Eyed Peas are still popular at this time. Uh, the, the group is still there. The main four are still there. And this song was released at the end of March 2009. And in the United States... It made it all the way to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and did pretty well. Um, trying to find the numbers here, probably, let's see, it has gone platinum five times, so we know it's sold like in the millions. Um, for the year-end charts, it was the number one song of the year for 2009. And for the end, or the decade-end charts, it was number seven on that. So, and you know, it's kind of weird because I think I remember the song, but it's like, I don't remember it. Maybe I'm showing my age. So anyway, Cartman tries to convince Kyle to join the group. And Cartman offers him the opportunity to be the accountant because, well... He's Jewish. What else would there be? So, Kyle eventually takes the position. He takes the job. And he goes over to Stan's house. And he pays him the $20 for what he owed. And then he gives him an additional $30 in interest. And Stan is the one who's a little concerned about how he's getting the money so back at the office Cartman talks to Craig and Clyde and he is asking them to get Slash to perform at a halftime for one of their games for one of the games between the babies and he mentions how Slash performed at his 8th birthday party would that have now I'm, I'm curious would that have been the one that was the same day 
as the Jesus versus Satan fight. Just saying. Just saying. So, so they are now on the search for Slash. Meanwhile, we find out that Carmen has struck a deal with EA Sports to make a video game for Crack Baby Athletic Association. That is the name of the company. But Kyle's concerned about, you know, the money. Where's all the money coming? Where is it all going? And, you know, it's kind of concerning. And he's really worried about the kids. He's worried about the babies. Because even at one point in this episode, Cartman and Butters go to this pregnant woman's house. She's eight and a half months pregnant. She is due, like, probably any day at this point. And he offers a contract for her kid to join the league. And and they talk about the money thing, and Carmen has this great line where it's like, I don't make the rules, I just write them. So, you know, that was a good line. So now... Cartman is trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do here? And then we have this scene, a a great scene, another great scene. This is like two weeks in a row of great scenes on South Park. So, the scene is at the University of Colorado, University of Colorado at Boulder. This is the college where Trey and Matt went to. And let's just say that Cartman has to approach this in a very different manner, shall we say. Dean Howland, a representative from another prestigious institution is here to see you. A what? Send him in. Hello, Zia. The name is Eric P. Cartman. I'm a well-respected owner in the slave free. In the what? My peaches, what a wonderful office you got yourself, yeah? Certainly got yourself a lucrative business, don't you? Well, let me get right down to it then. Like yourself, I'm also in the slave trade. But at the moment, I find myself in a little quandary with legal issues. Was wondering if you could share some secrets. I have... No idea what you're talking about. You have some mighty strong-looking workers here, sir. I'd be willing to offer you $40 for two of the white ones and 50 for the blacks. Are you referring to our student athletes? Student athletes? Oh, that is brilliant, sir. Now, when we sell their likeness for video games, how do we get around paying for our slave student athletes then? Look, there are good reasons why our student athletes cannot be paid, young man. I ain't arguing. If they got paid, then how'd we make all our money, right? We do not own slaves, and we have no desire to own slaves. But of course you own slaves because... Right. Of course you don't have desire to own slaves, son. Neither do I. And if there was any government agency listening in on this here conversation, they should know that we're not talking about slave ownership at all. Alright, so now how do you get around not paying your slaves? Get out! This is a prestigious university, and I am not saying one more word to you! 
You think you can do whatever you want just because your corporation is a university? This country was founded on the ideas that one corporation couldn't hog all the slaves while the rest of us wallow in poverty. Screw you, sir. I'm going home. Okay, I do like the fact that it ended with, Screw you, sir. I'm going home. Alright, so if you haven't caught on at this point, this is basically making fun of the NCAA because for years, years, student athletes were not getting paid. Like, they probably would get a full scholarship ride, four years, do, you know, do all of that, but they never got paid. And it really wasn't until about a year and a half, two years ago, that, you know, they they finally came to a decision where the student-athletes are going to get paid for name, image, likeness. And they're getting all this money, and now they're going to be able to survive college without having to starve for a meal. So, so Kyle here is still trying to convince Stan that what he is doing, being a part of this, is good. There's even one point in in this episode where Stan says the words that Kyle probably never would have wanted to hear. You sound like Cartman. So Kyle has another talk with Cartman and it leads into this part which is so funny where Cartman has a hot tub full of Kentucky Fried Chicken Gravy. Kentucky Fried Chicken Gravy. And then you have McDonald's French Fries on the side. Oh boy. So, now as this is all going on, Craig and Clyde are still looking for Slash. He had apparently performed at at a mall just missed him and they find out that he's performing in Colorado Springs and in Moscow in the same afternoon okay well wait a minute this doesn't make sense how could Slash guitarist perform in Colorado Springs and Moscow on the same day so Carmen's idea is go to the post office, get his address. So they go to the post office and they ask them they ask one of the employees to, for the address of Slash. And this is where we find out the terrible truth. We find out that Slash isn't real. <laughs> Slash is make believe. I can't believe it. Slash isn't real. Slash isn't real. <laughs> so the boys are confused, and Clyde calls his parents and asks them, "Is Slash real?" This is, honestly, this is where this episode actually gets better. Because it is one of the... Okay, you have 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. In life, you have these certain conversations with your parents. As a teenager, you have the talk, which you could have had in the last episode. But as a kid, this is the talk. So, Clyde's parents tell him that Slash is make-believe and that he is based off of a Dutch legend called Wunderslash. And there is a song about Wunderslash. And there are many incarnations of him and they are all over the world. Sounds like somebody familiar. I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it. I just, just can't put my finger on it. So now, Stan is at Denny's with Kyle, Butters, and Cartman. And they're still trying to convince Stan that what they are doing is good. And then, Clyde and Craig come in and tell them, we can't get Slash to perform halftime. Because he's not real. And the guys are like, what? Slash isn't real? Slash isn't real? And then Stan's like, really? You guys just now learned Slash isn't real. I knew he wasn't real when he was f when I was five. Jeez, Slash isn't real. So he leaves. So the guys are just shocked. But it's about to get worse. Because they meet with the head of EA Sports. Who sounds like a southerner. A southern plantation owner. And the, the guys basically get screwed out of everything. Because EA Sports now owns the rights to crack baby athletic association and he goes on this speech and it's like well i hope you boys learned a valuable lesson and the guy like kyle is upset for one reason but the others are upset because slash isn't real slash isn't real so kyle was upset because he had come up with a wonderful plan to help the babies. And what it would have been is they would have had the money from the video game to help build an orphanage for crack babies. And it would have like a mini golf place and it would have all these different things and kids would be playing in it. And, you know, it would help them. Well... That dream is gone. It is done for. Kyle is just down on his luck. He's walking with Stan. And for some reason, and I really don't know why, but it made me feel like I was watching a Charlie Brown special. Like Charlie Brown's walking with Linus, and he's down on his luck for some reason. But So as they're walking, Kyle stops, and he sees there's a building. It's an orphanage? It's his orphanage! It's the orphanage that he came up with! It's the orphanage he blueprinted! 
it is the orphanage for the crack babies. And he's so amazed. He's like, well, what, what, what happened? How did this all happen? And this nurse is like, you know, this was made. There's not going to be a home for these babies. They're going to get everything they want. And Kyle asks, well, well, who did it? And the lady isn't really sure. Then Stan tells Kyle to look at the corner. There's a hat and there's a guitar in the corner. Could it be Slash? Could it be that Slash is real? And they sing the, the Wunter Slash song to end the episode. And basically, Kyle, like his beliefs are restored because Slash pay you know, Slash helped build this orphanage. And that is the end of Crack Baby Athletic association okay um now back to the original question that i asked going into this episode would i still be mad and offended by this episode in 2022 like i was in 2011 Let's start with the first one. Was I mad? No, I wasn't. I was not mad at this episode at all. Was I offended? Mm, not as much. I mean, the whole thing about using crack babies, yeah, that is that's offensive. It's not even kind of. It is offensive, but I mean, They've done worse, and they were basically using crack babies as a metaphor for the student-athletes, or student-athletes, as the example. I still am not a fan of this episode, even though I loved the whole side joke with Slash. I loved that. I really did. But I'm not a big fan of this episode. I'm really not. And honestly, because of the slash jokes, it saves this episode from getting a lower grade. So I'm going to give this a five. Like I said, I'm not mad at the episode. There were parts where I was offended, but the slash jokes did save it from getting maybe a, a much lower grade. Now, this episode, this episode ends up being the episode that South Park uses and they get nominated for a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program for programming less than one hour. However, our guys did not win the award this year because the award went to Futurama for... The late Philip J. Fry. The other episodes or the other shows that were nominated for this category this year were The Cleveland Show for Murray Christmas. I actually remember that one. That's a good one. Robot Chicken for Robot Chicken Star Wars Episode 3. 
Again, another good one. And The Simpsons for Angry Dad the Movie. You know what? Yeah, that's a good one too, actually. I didn't mind that one. Uh, the only one I haven't seen is the one that actually won the award. So, um, yeah. Uh, good job there. Now, as far as South Park goes, they don't get another nomination until 2013. So we're a few, we're a couple years away from them getting another Emmy nomination. So we're going to be going a little while without them getting an Emmy nomination. Will they win their next Emmy? Remains to be seen. But right now, this this time, this is their last Emmy nomination. Just for a little bit. But they will be back in the near future. How soon? We'll just have to wait and see. Alright, let's go to... Uh, well, first off, how did this do in the ratings? Well, it was viewed by 2.53 million viewers. Uh, so at that time, at this point in the season... It is the third most watched episode of the season, only behind the first two episodes of season 15. Ramsey Eisler of IGN gave the episode a 7 out of 10, stating that it was an average episode. Not terribly bad, but not very good either. He criticized the show for its lack of depth regarding the controversy with the NCAA not compensating its players. Jason Whitlock, a Fox Sports writer and critic of the current state of commercial college athletics and of the NCAA, called the episode one of the most hilarious and poignant moments of television I've ever witnessed, commenting it was like the wire splashed with arrested development. And Sean O'Neill of the AV Club gave the episode a B+, saying that while the satire was a bit too preachy, the episode was redeemed by the cartoonishly ludicrous notion of Slash as a Santa Claus figure. Well, now, come on now. Everyone knows Santa's real. But who, who am I thinking of? The Easter Bunny? No, not the Easter Bunny. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. Baby New Year. That's what it is. Baby New Year. Alright, so let's go to IMDb and see what they think of this episode. Over 2,100 people have rated this episode, and the average rating is a 7.5 out of 10. 549 people gave it a 7. 348 people gave it a 10. 100 people gave it a 5. That's going to be the score I give it this week. And 52 people gave it a 1. To break it into demographics, the average rating for a male is a 7.4 with its highest key demographic area being under 18 with an average rating of an 8.1. For females, the average rating was a 7.6 with its highest demographic being 45 and over with an average rating of an 8. Okay, so... Let's see what the 
fan reviews say of this, and we actually have a good amount this time around. So, uh, let's begin... Let's start with Mike Bing, who wrote, South Park has its weak and strong parts. They have built a beloved cast of characters during the last 15 years. And now we know what to expect from each character. I say this is a good thing, but they might have some problems shocking after this long. Oh, and the show looks even better than ever. Nice colors, nice details. I won't say that this has much to say in a show that makes fun of their own animation, but the way they use their improved looks is hilarious. So, many people will say that South Park has lost its edge. But really, with episodes like 200 and 201 last year, they have sparked quite the discussion just last year. So I say, yes, this episode might not be the funniest, nor the most controversial, but damn it, it was funny. And I still look more forward to the next episode of South Park than all of Seth MacFarlane's shows combined. Spoiler, Cartman as a white slave owner, sad crack babies, or anime-styled South Park. All amazing, and thanks to them not doing this on paper. Let's see what they have balls to do for the rest of the season. Okay, next review is from SC Mediros1, who wrote, First of all, the name sounded far-fetched enough. Crack Baby Athletic Association? Even with that title, I still expected something better than what I saw. Overall point, I've been watching the show for about seven years, saw every one of them, and this was the worst I've ever seen. The whole episode, or at least the first three-fourths of the episode, deals with Cartman and Kyle exploiting crack babies to get rich. Nowadays, it's pretty much common knowledge that crack babies never existed. Okay, this whole plot came off as flat, nothing funny was said, and at times it seemed like Trey Parker was going for shock humor. Don't be like Family Guy, Trey. Then it got even worse. In the last five minutes or so of the episode, they seemed to drop the entire crack baby plot, or rather conveniently and quickly resolved it, and placed focus entirely on Slash, the GNR guitarist. Why? What did Slash have anything to do with this episode? Has Slash done anything recently to warrant attention? Who even cares about Slash these days? Just, ugh. Fact of the matter is, South Park is in its 15th season. No show is still good at that point, and this is no exception. They've run out of ideas, and they're entering Family Guy territory. It's over. Remember, that was rented in 2011, by the way. Uh, next review is from TGS-69358, who wrote, Absolutely one of the best South Park episodes. The two-minute scene where Carmen goes into the president's office at University of Colorado alone makes it worth the watch. You do have to see that scene. If anything, you will enjoy that scene. Next review is from The Mighty Servo, who wrote, South Park has had a few recent episodes that didn't work too well. Crack Baby Athletic Association is one that does work well. 
If it had aired a few years ago, the shock value would have worked better, but as is, it still manages to deliver a few solid punches. Those familiar with licensing of student-athletes will recognize the social commentary that's made in and through the episode as it progresses, and the elements of Kyle's arc soliloquies through the episode add to that commentary. The ending, as well as the story elements that show up partway through, are a harsh juxtaposition, but actually work somewhat well. They make as much sense as some of the bizarreness of the early episodes. Overall, it stands on its own merit. It should be enjoyable for most fans. Though it isn't up there with the best of episodes, for folks familiar with the real-world subject matter being discussed via crack baby metaphor, it may take on a different life. And finally, from Rain Dog Jr., who wrote, Now that I have seen the first eight episodes, or the first eight season 15 episodes, I'm not there yet. I'm almost there. I can note that Crack Baby Athletic Association marks the beginning of a very strange sort of partnership between Cartman and Kyle that goes on in the next shows, leaving Stan basically alone. Anyway, I have seen this episode twice already. I'm not sure why. Maybe I just wasn't in the mood. But I didn't love Crack Baby Athletic Association at first sight. It will definitely be one of those that I can watch multiple times and one of the better ones from this season too. Let me put it this way for you. Think in last year's Moneyball, one of my favorite 2011 films by the way. He wrote this in 2012. And remember the money, the trade of players, the scouts offering contracts to college players, etc. Now imagine Eric Cartman doing some similar work to that of Brad Pitt's character. Replace, ba uh, replace baseball with crack baby basketball, and you now have a good idea of what this crazy episode is about. For sure, we have a clever take on sports as business, as well as a fun time with the boys tasting success, failure, and the hard reality. If you know musician Slash, who doesn't, whether you like him or not, you must watch this show. A highlight of the season, the whole Slash thing is. Well, like I said, if it wasn't for the Slash subplot, this would get an even lower rating. It really, really would. Alright, that's going to do it for this episode. You guys can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97 and join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and future South Park episodes. If you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. Next time around... City Walk has a new rival. Ooh. As I will be reviewing City Sushi. That is next time on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I'll talk to you all next time.